You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Vice President Global Public Relations for Walt Disney World and Disneyland, Duncan Wardell, goes on the record online. Accept change, embrace change, and get on with it. Uh, There's too many people that are too frightened. Uh, The newspaper industry has three to five years to live, uh, the printed newspaper industry. Uh, The six o'clock news has less than that. And so if we think we're going to be communicating via these channels to our guests at a time where their audiences continue to diminish, then we'll be placing stories at uh, media affiliations that no longer exist. And thank you for joining us for this episode of On the Record Online, Recorded at the PRSA International Conference 2007 in Philadelphia. This is the podcast that brings you the story behind the story. We do in-depth, one-on-one interviews with journalists from the mainstream media, as well as, from time to time, conversations with bloggers, podcasters, and newsmakers, and we talk to them about how technology is changing and threatening to disrupt the mainstream media business as we know it. My name's Eric Schwartzman. I am the Managing Director of Schwartzman & Associates. We are a Los Angeles-based boutique agency specializing in, in entertainment, media, and technology. I am also the founder and chairman of iPressroom Corporation, which helps organizations including Target, Trend Micro, UCLA and others extend the reach and effectiveness of their marketing and PR campaigns online using the latest new media tools and services integrated into one powerful online dashboard. Today we have a one-on-one interview with Duncan Wardell. He is the Vice President of Press and Publicity at Disneyland Resort. Prior to his current position, uh, Duncan was Director of Public and Media Relations for Walt Disney Resort. Uh, He, uh, his Responsibility is global uh, for all the uh, Walt Disney World parks and uh, and Disneyland parks. Duncan is here at PRSA presenting on social media. Uh, he actually had a session today from 1.45 to 3 p.m., and I was able to interview him just before that. Uh, the interview with Duncan lasts around 18 minutes, and as always, it comes to you entirely unedited after this. Don't be left behind. Get the latest online PR tools and services from iPressroom. Powerful, easy to use, available on demand. Extend your sphere of influence online with iPressroom. Tools for online media centers, virtual private press rooms, RSS news feeds, podcasts, and more at www.ipressroom.com. iPressroom, always on, even when you're off. Duncan Wardell, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Good to be here. Now, Disneyland was one among one of the first to launch a podcast. Were you responsible for the decision to launch a podcast? Uh, I was responsible. I was on the receiving end of a <laughs> direction going, I need a podcast and I need one now. Uh, that was for Disneyland's 50th anniversary. So that we launched it in May, I want to say it was May 2005. Might have been a little earlier than that. But that's when we first did our first podcast from Disney Parks. Yeah. So... Why does Disneyland, one of the most recognizable consumer brands in the world, and a major radio and TV advertiser need to podcast? 
Uh, it's kind of what I'm here to talk about today. Uh, I am 40 plus. I have a DVR. Uh, I have RSS feeds for to get my news. Um, I haven't read a newspaper in two years. I don't get home in time to watch the six o'clock news. If I did and the first story on is Iraq, I don't want to see it. So people want their news their way. Uh, I'm a great believer in... Um, Basically, the average consumer will screen out any brands they choose not to hear from within three to five years, absolute maximum. Uh, the days of marketing at people are gone, but the days of opening up a dialogue with our consumers are here. And the big brands are the ones to realize it last will absolutely go out of business. And that's the biggest challenge facing corporate America today is control versus credibility. And we all have control. We're all big advertisers, but you can't advertise to the mass market anymore. And in a, you know, in these days where people can screen out brands that they no longer, you know, want to hear from or aren't relevant to their lifestyle today, um, you know, the reason we're in it is to engage our advocates and our evangelists and use their passion for our brand to convert people who may have screened us out. And that's why we're entering in because you really are beginning to open up a dialogue with your respective guests and audiences. Part of the Magic Kingdom's appeal to visitors is its painstaking attention to detail and suspension of disbelief. And it's often said that a good magician never reveals his tricks, which is one of the reasons why Imagineers, Disney's theme park group, have historically shied away from the limelight. Could the production of new media programs that bring people behind the scenes compromise the integrity of Disney's magic? You know, it's, it's funny. We, we have a huge advantage. We are founded by a storyteller. It's what we do. It's what we've done for, you know, 70-odd years. The Walt Disney Company is a storyteller and a great content provider. But if you go back to Walt on The Wonderful World of Disney, uh, Walt introduced us to animatronics. But he showed you on The Wonderful World of Disney how those animatronics were built and designed. Uh, Walt introduced us to color television, and he went behind the scenes and showed us how, how that was done. So I think that's a natural evolution. I don't think you need to give away absolutely everything, but you can give people of a, enough of a peek behind the curtain that's something that perhaps they wouldn't see ordinarily when visiting the parks, which will engage them without necessarily giving away all the secrets. Of course, that niche had always been that of your competitor, Universal Studios, which was always looking behind the scenes, behind the scenes of a movie. And then when we went to Disneyland, you knew that you were going to be in this sort of controlled chaos. And, you know, it was everything, every perspective had been contemplated and art directed. And you were in essence, telling your own story in a, in a fantastic environment. Yeah, I don't necessarily think we think of Universal as our competition. I think the increasing competition today is where children are spending their leisure time and how children are spending their leisure time that aren't necessarily outside with other people in a physical location. Uh, we've actually created Virtual Magic Kingdom in the last couple of years, uh, which is a site where uh, tweens in particular, people who aren't necessarily engaged with the Disney brand on a regular basis, can come onto the site, create their own avatars, create their own rooms, uh, create their own games, play games, create, uh, collect virtual points, they can get virtual merchandise and the extension of that is they can come into the physical park and play a scavenger hunt and then get virtual merchandise to put back on Virtual Magic Kingdom which they can only get by being at the park uh, the other extension of that is I want to say last summer with Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End uh, we actually partnered with Nintendo DS and you could come into the park and uh, if you were standing at a particular location around the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, you could download an incremental material for your Nintendo DS Pirates game. So we're beginning to cross over and I think you'll see us make a few announcements with some mobile companies in the next year that will really take that, that, that it'll really be a breakthrough for the guest experience in terms of the I want my information when I want it, how I want it, actually in the park. So you might have entered in that um, it pre-registered that your daughter 
love Cinderella, has never seen Cinderella, you could be alerted on your mobile phone that Cinderella is 200 yards away from you over in um, Fantasyland. So that, I think, is going to be a very useful technology for our guests. Duncan, you are responsible for communicating uh, on behalf of the Disney brand on a global scale. And Disney is an American brand, and these are troubled times. What challenges uh, are you experiencing with respect to the international community's appetite for Disney for American brands, not just Disney, but American brands at a whole, as a whole, and, and how are you overcoming that? It's a very fair question. It's one I think that we've been asked, you know, on and off again over the course of the few years. Snow White is Snow White. Pinocchio is Pinocchio. Uh, Dopey is Dopey. Mickey Mouse is Mickey Mouse. Uh, Snow White is not American. Sleeping Beauty is not American. They're Disney characters. And as such, they have universal appeal. And the stories, a lot of them come from Europe. Some of them come from Asia. And I don't think anybody sees uh, The Incredibles film, for example, or Ratatouille. Uh, Ratatouille is about a rat who wants to become a great famous chef in a restaurant. You see Ratatouille. You don't see uh, an American brand. And so I think... The fact that we have stuck to our core essence, which is great storytelling, uh, combined with magical animation, that's what people want. Great entertainment, and I think that's what we continue to offer. So in many ways, a theme park is the ultimate in controlled chaos. You build this fantastic environment, and you let people wander freely through it and experience their own stories as they go. As an organization that's known for being ahead of the curve... What envelopes can we expect to see Disney Resorts push moving forward? I think the biggest one is the consumer dialogue and actually breaking up the the old monopolies of everybody having message control and speaking at people and really engaging with our guests in a dialogue and a conversation whereby, you know, the future and the brands that will do well in the future are those people that will take advantage of their evangelists and their advocates who will freely give them advice and input and feedback. And if they act on that, I think the future is less about strategy and more about common sense listening and speak to market. Just a final question, just from a big picture standpoint, what words of wisdom or advice would you have for other communicators or PR people uh, about how to do, do the job right in the digital age? Accept change, embrace change and get on with it. Uh, there's too many people that are too frightened. Uh, the newspaper industry has three to five years to live. Uh, the printed newspaper industry. Uh, the six o'clock news has less than that. And so if we think we're going to be communicating via these channels to our guests at a time where their audiences continue to diminish, then we'll be placing stories at uh, media affiliations that no longer exist. Uh, I do think we have a unique opportunity to work with those media aff- affiliations online. I think to a certain extent the news industry is one of the last industries to actually look up above the, the pulpit and say, oh my goodness, the world's changed. And so the news industry itself is scrambling right now. And I think there is a period right now where online content, uh, a lot of the news affiliates will take online content that they would not normally have accepted in their printed version or their broadcast version. And I think providing we create great content, which isn't overly commercial, uh, and work with these media partners as partners, um, I think that content will be accepted. But equally, I think there's an opportunity to go out and build a direct dialogue with Susan and Ralph and Peter and James, and it might not necessarily be via anybody else anymore. Tell us what you're talking about here at the conference. Um, talk it, basically what we've just been chatting about, the fact that within three to five years, our bet is the consumer will screen out any brands they no longer choose to hear from. And so we want to engage in technologies and conversations that allow us to continue that conversation in a world where the consumer will absolutely be able to screen out brands they no longer consider relevant. And where can we subscribe to the Disneyland podcast? Uh, Disneyland.com. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much. 
You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. 